we'd like for you to uh, think about your responsibility as a member of the body of Christ here and your obligation to share the gospel with others. You know, Jesus, the last thing that he did when he was here upon the face of the earth was to make a request of his disciples. And he asked them to go to every creature. He asked them to go to all nations and to tell them about him. And that was his last request in the flesh. And when he ascended, he was in the flesh, but he ascended, he, he, he ascended on the clouds of heaven. But before he ascended, he left that message. We call it the Great Commission. It is, it is a commission to every one of us that are a member of his body to go to people who, are, who do not know Christ and to share with them the blessings of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and that he ever lives. Luke said, Thus it behoved Christ to suffer and rise from the dead the third day that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Matthew said, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world or the end of the ages. What a promise. What a promise. Mark said, Go preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned. And this is very simple. It's easy to understand. We have that obligation. We the reason why is because we are Christians and we are sons of God. We are daughters of God. And we take the message to every, every person. I want to, to really emphasize this morning the conversion of Cornelius. Because it is the conversion of a man who was one among, well, the first to be among all nations. Now the gospel had been preached probably for 10 years before to Jews. And some of the Gentiles, no doubt, had responded in some ways. But the very first one, because it was such a touchy thing. You know, the Jews didn't want anyone infringing, infringing upon their rights and their privileges as a promised people of God. And so God had to just key in at the right time he knows his creation. So he keyed in by a, a preacher who had preached to Jews for about 10 years. And now he's going to get that Jew to understand that he had to take it to all nations. Isn't it surprising how long it takes God to get us to do a thing? 10 years at least before they're ready to take the gospel to the Gentiles. And yet when he did, he did it in a very unique way. He showed him that uh, there's no respect to person between people. Let's look at the 10th chapter of the book of Acts. 
I want you to just get acquainted with God's way of, of carrying the gospel to the Jews and the Gentiles. And you know, it has been this way ever since this happened. Now, man is the one that has failed. Two-thirds of the earth today is filled with people that don't even know about Christ. They don't even know who Jesus is. A third of the people, the six billion, over six billion people in the earth don't even know who Jesus Christ is. Now, I don't know about you, but I get disturbed sometimes when I see the hungry children throughout the world. When I see them starving, their little bodies, uh, uh, it's just, you just have to turn off the TV. Just turn your head. You just can't stand it. Because here's God's creation. They don't have food enough to live. And we throw out more than enough to feed them. But you know, if that affects us this way, and I'm sure it affects you similar to that, what about the people who don't even know about Jesus and he's the bread of life? He said, I am the bread of life. He that will take the bread of life, he can have the life, and I'm the water of life that will flow into eternity. And we have that kind of message. I was just listening this week to the many people, and I was at a meeting with a little boy 10 years old, and he's having trouble in his, in his reading. And then I listened over one of the programs, and, and a lady said, it's a snout. I can teach people. I taught a child three years old how to read. She taught one four years old how to read. I could, I, I could hardly believe it. And then she told her method. I've forgotten what it was. I called to get it and, and to understand it. She said, I've been teaching it all the time. I had one boy that had to put him back in the first grade. And he taught him how to, how to read. The next, the next year. Because I sent him to another school where somebody could teach him. And then said the next, the next year, our little four-year-old, I put him in school and he could read. Came home and, and I thought he'd just memorized. I said, where did you learn to read? He said, well, my brother taught me. Why? He said, yeah. His brother had taught that little fellow how to read in one year because he had been taught. Now that's the principle that the gospel is to be shared on. And if it can be shared on the basis of children's language of reading and understanding, if being able to read and understand, the gospel can be shared. And if we can read and we can understand, it applies to us. In John the sixth chapter, Jesus said, they shall all be taught of God. They shall all be taught of God. They that have heard and learned cometh unto me, by the, cometh unto the Father by, by, by me. Now when he said go teach, I don't think he meant not go teach. When he said, go teach, I don't think he meant not to share it with people. Do you? 
When he said, go make disciples, I don't think he meant to let them be in ignorance. How are we going to give an account of ourselves and our actions toward God if we don't listen to God and listen to Jesus and his last words? Now you may have, I'd like to, that I'd like to help you to have a good self-image. But it doesn't come by my, what I do. It comes by what you do and who you understand who you are. Now the way you can build your own image is to understand that you're a creation of God and you're designed to tell people the greatest story that has ever been told. And that it will do more for you than anything else. And as someone has said, you can't tell what you don't know any more than you can come back from where you ain't been. So that means that we need to study. It means that we need to be aware that we need to read. I want you to look at that 10th chapter. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius and a centurion of the band called the Italian band. That was just a man over a hundred people. He was a devout man. He was one that feared God with all his house, which gave alms to the people and prayed to God always. Can't find a better man than that. A lot of church members and a lot of church people would like to have him member of their church. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius, and he looked on him and he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? That just simply means you're the ruler, you're in charge. I want to know what you want. Well, he says, I want you to know that your prayers and your alms have come up uh, uh, to me as a memorial to God. The average person said, boy, my prayer's been heard. I'm saved. Well, that's a wrong conclusion. That's a wrong conclusion. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter. Now, this is a man who's, who is called to preach to Jews, but he's going to get him to preach to Gentiles. He lodges with one Simon, a tanner whose house is by the seaside. He said, shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Now, I want you to pick up on that. Just like that six-year-old taught his four-year-old brother how to read. Nobody knew he was doing it. He just shared it with him. That's the way man works. That's the way man responds. That's the way God made us. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and about children of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he said to them, he sent them to Joppa. And he said, I want you to go up there and get this man. He's going to tell me something, what to do. And on the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up over the housetop to pray about the sixth hour, and he became very hungry, and while he was eating, but, uh, and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance, and, and saw heaven opened, and a certain vessel descending upon him, and as 
he had been a great, as it had been a great sheep knit at the four corners, and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him and said, Peter, kill and eat. And he said, Not so, Lord, for I've never eaten anything that's common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again in a second time and said, What God hath cleansed, let not man call common. Now what that means is, is that he was a Jew, and all the other people were, were unclean. And he's getting ready to tell him that this, the gospel is to be preached to every creature, to all nations. And this was done three times. The vessel was received up again into heaven, and it still stands today. And you know, we've closed our eyes to it. Uh, Two-thirds of the six, over six billion people, and we think God's arm is too short, and his power is too little to do it. And we haven't lifted up our eyes and looked on the fields that's white unto harvest and say, God, help us. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which sent from Cornelius had made inquiry of the Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked for Simon, which was surnamed Peter, which lodged there. And while Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. He needed a little nudging. He needed a little help to put this thing together. Arise, therefore, and let thee, and get thee down, and go with these men. Don't you doubt anything. Don't you question anything. I've said them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. What is the cause whereof you have come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man and one that fears God and of good report among all nations of the Jews, was warned from God, was warned from God by an holy angel to send for you into his house and to hear words of thee. Now, those words are the precious words and, and what he's told us to go preach and what we need to share with people. Then called he them and lodged them, and on the morrow Peter went away with them, and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And the morrow, on the morrow after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them, and had called to gather his kin, kinsmen and near friends, and as Peter was coming in, Cornelius was the one who feared God, and he was a just man, and he had respect for the Jews. He had helped to build their synagogues. He met him, and he just fell down at his feet, and, and he just worshipped him. Now, if Peter had been the first pope, you know what he'd have done? He'd said, kiss my toe. He said, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. But he didn't do it. He wouldn't allow him to do that. He said, and Peter took him up saying, Stand up. I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. 
And he said unto them, You know how that a, in an unlawful, it's an unlawful thing for a man who's a Jew to keep company. You know what they'd do? They'd throw me out of the synagogue. They'd withdraw fellowship from me if I did this. I came into another nation, but God hath showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Now, you know, it's just as detrimental for a man who can't read, a man who can read and won't read is in just as bad a shape as a man who won't, who can't read. And a man who can hear and won't hear is in just as bad a shape as a man who is non-hearing. And we today, as we listen to this and we see this, and if we don't respond to it, we're just the same as people who do not have hearing and people who can't read and understand. Therefore came I unto you without gainsaying. As soon as I was sent for, I asked therefore for what intent ye have sent for me. And Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothes. Well, Cornelius, you don't need anything. The Lord heard your prayer. You're saved. No, that's not what he said. Well, that's the way people will respond today. That's because they haven't studied things, because they haven't understood. It's because they haven't listened to people. Jesus said, go teach people. But I am the Christ, the Son of the living God. And teach them. And he that believes that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God, he that believes and is baptized will be saved. Well, why do you want to be baptized for? Well, we understand that it's to get the benefits of his blood and his death. And said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. But well, what was the prayer for? It was, the prayer was to be, know what to do. It was to have knowledge. And that's what God is doing. He's sending him a preacher. Sin, therefore, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon, a tanner by the seaside who, when he cometh, shall speak unto thee. Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that which thou art come. Now, therefore, we are all here, present before God, to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Now, that, that verse includes what God commanded. You know what he commanded his disciples just before he sent it to heaven? He said, you go teach every creature. He that believeth and is baptized. He said, according to Luke, he said, make disciples. He said, and thus it behoove God to suffer, and, uh, Jesus to suffer and rise from the dead the third day that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You know what he said to Matthew? He said, you, you make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And, Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Now, what did he teach you here? He said, Now, therefore, we are here present before God 
to hear all things that are commanded of God. Jesus commanded his disciples to do just what those three instances of Mark and Matthew and Luke did. And that's what he did. He opened his mouth and he said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Well, Peter heard that. Peter was there before he ascended, but he didn't understand it. It's taken ten years for him to get it in his understanding. But that in every nation he that feareth God and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. There's no difference. Therefore, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That's in effect right now. It's been ten years passed by, and we haven't done anything about it. That word, I say, ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism with John, which John preached. How God anointed Jesus Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. All of that time, he could have said, I was held in prejudice thing. Well, it's not anything to anybody except the Jews. But he's finding out now it's to everybody. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of all these things. He said, I saw it happening. Which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. Whom they slew on a tree. And hanged on a tree. God raised him up the third day and showed him openly. You know what he's doing now? He's preaching the gospel. He's preaching what we need to preach to every creature on the face of the earth. Have you sacrificed just a little to see that the two-thirds of the six billion people know Jesus? Or are we concerned? Now to all the people, but not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. He said, I remember now. We ate and drank with him. And the 42nd verse is the time that he gave them this command. And he commanded us to preach unto the people. But we haven't been doing it. And to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the living and the dead. To him give all the prophets witness. He said, now I understand that the prophets in the Old Testament have, have witnessed this, and, and it's to everybody. And through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Now that refers to the Gentiles also. And you know when, when he spake this, these words, the Holy Spirit. Now this is to confirm to the six Jews that came along with him. Because they're going to get in an uproar. The Holy Spirit fell on them which hurt the word. What if the Holy Spirit fell on What Why in the world do you want to do anything else? Because that just testified to the Jews that Gentiles were accepted to receive the blood of Christ. They of the circumcision which, which believed and were astonished. They were shocked 
that God would pour out his Holy Spirit on a bunch of Gentiles. As many as came with Peter. That because on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, what, what do you mean the gift of the Holy Spirit? Oh, that was just the gift that they could speak in tongues. It wasn't salvation. It was a gift of speaking tongues. Look at number 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter and said, Well, now, if that's true, if God witnessed that they could, that, that they can testify that God is gracious and he'll receive them, then he said, You can't forbid water. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized? Well, what does that do? Well, Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and told people and his people, he said, you repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission, for the remission, for the remission of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's a whole different thing than just the Holy Spirit coming and giving them words to testify that, that God had approved them as a people. So they, they were speaking glorifying God in their sins. They were speaking glorifying God and they received the gift out of the church. For the God added to the church daily that should, that's, such as should be saved. And the ones that should be saved were the ones that believed and were baptized. And so here is when the Gentiles and the Jews became one body. They received the the Holy Spirit as well as we and he commanded them look at the 48th verse and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord what for Peter while on the day of Pentecost he commanded that is for the remission of sins so they still weren't saved no well, on the day of Pentecost he commanded them to be baptized and he would add them to the church you mean they weren't added to the church well according to Peter they weren't and that's the reason they did it and, that, and you know on the day of Pentecost and Paul, when he became the, the preacher, the official preacher of the apostle to go to the Gentile, he preached the same sermon that Peter did on Pentecost in Acts 13 up to the Gentiles. And he preached it to the Jews first, but then he, he preached it to the Gentiles. It's still uh, to be preached today. Now, I don't know where you are, but, you know, my heart goes out for you. If you haven't believed in Christ like they did, and you haven't confessed Christ, and you haven't accepted him as the reigning king, you can do it because it's to every creature. And I wouldn't want to be found short of doing what Jesus said to do. Now, what will happen if you do that? You'll be added to the church, according to Acts 2 and verse 47. God will add you. Add, and you won't miss the wrong, you won't be the wrong church. It'll be his church. So you just need to ask yourself the question, have you been participating in this great message that was confirmed to Peter by three miracles that happened there, that sheep let, let down? And he said, now my eyes are open. I know it's to everybody. Everybody can be saved. The question is, are you saved? Are you added to the Lord's church? That's what we, we teach and we preach. And you know the little boy that taught his brother 
four years old, and his mother didn't even know about it until he started school the next week and said, and you been memorizing these stories? No, I didn't read. She had it in the newspaper, and he read it. We're teachable people. And Jesus said to go teach people. You become a Christian because you listen. And you know that Jesus died, was buried, and raised, and now he's the king at the right hand of God. He wants to come into your heart and life. And it's in an understandable way. You can just say, I believe Jesus is Lord, and, and he, he's, he's at the right hand of God, and he wants me to be part of his body. And he said that that's to be done to every creature and to everybody. And it's to you as we stand together and sing.